0: A Focus Summary of the Second Half of Act Three of Cyrano de Bergerac When we left them beneath Roxanne's balcony, and Cyrano had won her heart with his words, Christiane seized the moment to beg of her one kiss. Cyrano, reluctant to have Christiane enjoy the rewards of his victory, adds quickly, I know I ask too much, and begs her to refuse. But she replies coyly, Only one, is that all? At that moment, the strolling musicians announce the arrival of a friar, bearing a lantern and looking for Madeleine Roban. Stalling for time, Cyrano sends him deliberately in the wrong direction. Realizing that the kiss he has endeavored to delay is inevitable, Cyrano resolves that if it has to be, he would rather himself be the cause of what must be and he speaks to Roxanne of a kiss. In speaking of that kiss, he revels in the only pleasure allowed him, a pleasure relegated to a world of words and denied its physical expression. Christian may know how to take a woman in his arms, but Cyrano knows such a moment's metaphysical meaning, and he expresses it in perfect poetry. I will discuss Cyrano's ode to a kiss in the commentary, sharing with you how even more exquisitely beautiful I think the version is that comes directly from Rostan's pen. Roxanne was already willing, but at the conclusion of his rhapsodies, she is more than willing. She is desperate, and she urges him to come and claim his kiss. Christiane climbs to the balcony along the vines that Cyrano had felt trembling and takes Roxanne in his arms. Meanwhile, Cyrano, quietly suffering, murmurs to himself that he has at least something that is his now, and had not been before he spoke the words that won her. She is kissing his words on Christian's lips. The friar then returns, saying he learned that Madeleine Robin actually lives here, and Cyrano feigns having misheard him. Roxanne appears on the threshold, followed by Christian and Ragano, and asks what he wants. He tells her he has brought a letter from a noble lord, whom she knows immediately to be de Guiche. She begins reading the letter to herself in a low tone. In it, de Guiche tells her he has sent this letter by an old monk who is as simple as a sheep, and so will not understand its meaning. He says that he has disobeyed, and waits for her in secret at the convent. Grasping its contents, Roxanne, with clever quickness, gathers the others around her, and reads aloud to them what she pretends it to say. In her off-the-cuff rendition, it reads that the cardinal has sent this letter by a man wholly intelligent, and discreet, to communicate his orders that, in spite of her hesitation, she and Christiane be married on the spot. Playing the role of the tragic victim, she exclaims, "'Oh, this is terrible!' Observing her dismay, the friar turns his lantern on Cyrano, assuming he, in his ugliness, must be the bridegroom. When Christian declares that he is to be the bridegroom, the friar becomes suspicious— and Roxanne quickly improvises a postscript, promising a donation to the convent if the task is completed. The friar tells her to resign herself, and she says with an air of martyrdom that she is resigned. Roxanne fears that during the ceremony de Guiche may come, and she whispers to Cyrano that he must delay him. Once again, Cyrano must play the protector of his own rival— and once again he proves that if he is going to do something, he's going to do it with panache. Donning a mask and perching himself on the balcony, he waits for De Guiche to arrive and swings down on the branch of a tree, pretending to have fallen from the moon. What follows is a scene so rich with humor I cannot possibly do justice to it here. Assuming an unidentifiable accent, he interposes himself between de Guiche and the door, and begins asking raving questions about who this man is, where he is, and what time it is. When de Guiche tries to pass him, saying he must meet a lady, Cyrano cheekily exclaims, "'So this is Paris!' He then launches into a wildly fanciful and poetically wrought tale, so captivating that even de Guiche cannot resist its charms." It is an account of the six, or, perhaps because more time is needed, ultimately seven means, he invented to reach the moon. He stripped himself naked and adorned himself with vials of morning dew, so that he would be drawn aloft as the sun drank the mists of dawn. Or, sealing up air in a cedar chest, he rarefied it with mirrors in the shape of an icosahedron, a shape with twenty faces so that the air, being less dense, would rise. Or, constructing a rocket in the form of a locust, drive it forward with saltpeter, a primitive insecticide that was used to try and exterminate them in his day. Or, very simply, since smoke has a natural tendency to rise, blow into a globe enough to carry him too. Or, anoint himself with the marrow of bulls and goats, so that he is brought along when Diana, the moon goddess, draws them forth to fill her crescent horn. Or, my favorite, seat himself on an iron plate and hurl a magnet in the air. The plate is drawn forward, he catches the magnet, and he can then repeat the process indefinitely. And finally, laying himself on a strand when the tide is low, and then, as the moon draws the tide, "'he is drawn upward on its beams. "'Then the time is up, "'and in his own voice, Cyrano declares that de Guiche is free "'and they are bound in wedlock. "'De Guiche realizes that this captivating madman "'was, all along, Cyrano, "'just as Roxanne and Christian appear hand in hand. "'But De Guiche realizes he can also have his revenge. "'Revoking his earlier decision,' he produces the dispatch of the cadets from his pocket and commands Christiane to report for duty at once. He tells Roxanne to bid her new husband farewell. Then he turns to Cyrano with a victorious sneer and says, the bridal night is not so near. But for Cyrano, who was desperate even to delay that first kiss, this news is not disquieting. As Christiane clings to Roxanne and is pulled away, he tells Cyrano he does not know how hard it is to leave her. But, in another of the many lines with layered meaning, Cyrano says, I know. Roxanne begs Cyrano to take care of Christiane, to see that, on the front line of battle, he does nothing dangerous, to keep him dry and warm, and Cyrano promises to try. But when she says to have Christian write to her every day, he assures her that that he can promise.